Hello and welcome to the Resilient Leader podcast brought to you by Firestarter Business Solutions, igniting and sustaining your business growth. This podcast is all about getting business leaders to tell us how they deal with the ups and downs that come with being the boss. In other words, the secrets and importance of their personal resilience. By talking to business leaders from a variety of backgrounds and industries, we hope to gain some understanding of their approach to business success and how that works in an unpredictable world. My name is Dave Harris and I'm very happy to welcome Graham Kerr as our guest on today's podcast. Graham is the owner of Graham Kerr Consulting, a digital consulting and coaching business. Graham graduated from the University of Strathclyde in 2003 before starting his career in marketing. He quickly started to learn the art of digital, with roles in SEO and head of online at a marketing agency. This meteoric rise led to him being appointed as the head of digital marketing at Lookers PLC, and later on as head of marketing at Max Adventure International Tour Operator, with offices around the world. At the start of 2020, Graham decided to become his own boss and started Graham Kerr Consulting. Graham, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. Before we talk about the obvious challenges of starting a business in 2020, tell me a bit about how you see your role as as a digital consultant and, and a coach? In other words, what is it you do now? I currently help businesses. Um, the consulting side is primarily focused at kind of high growth companies, medium to large size companies who need a digital marketing director or kind of have that requirement, but, but you know, can't really justify somebody on a full-time basis. So, you know, so I work with business owners, senior teams to Kind of identify opportunities, unlock the online potential in their business, and identify efficiencies as well. You know, there's there's a lot of cases where you know people are doing things they perhaps shouldn't shouldn't be doing, or there's things they can do in a better way. So I I kind of come in as an outside sort of outside resource to kind of identify those opportunities primarily. The coaching side is relatively new. It's it's kind of come around from sort of findings from the pandemic, speaking to a lot of small business owners to. You know, you need that bit of guidance, bit of support, a bit of accountability coaching. You know, I think everyone kind of finds digital and online quite daunting. So I kind of try and de- demystify that and try and give them a helping hand. Over the years, you were in a position of great responsibility for a lot of those companies, as I said in the introduction. Based on that experience, how important do you think resilience is in a leader? I think it's vital. Lookers PLC, so I was head of digital marketing for the group and... Essentially, my, my role was to, to build a team from scratch and to, to kind of lead that team to, to generate you know, the vast majority of the leads into what was a, you know, a four and a half billion turnover business. So, I mean, the, you certainly needed a lot of resilience in that, in that role. And I think kind of the, the, the accountability of having to build a team within that role as well, you know, it's, it was something that the business had always outsourced you know, a lot of that activity. So bringing that in, building a team, leading that team, giving that team the, the kind of responsibility and accountability that, that and, and share that with, with the team as well, I think is, you know, is important. But I think the kind of resilient side of things, you know, you, you have to be very, um, very resilient in that kind of environment. You know, it's a very high pressure environment. I mean, resilience is definitely key to that. And do you find now that you're an outsourced 
digital manager, as it were, you know, people are bringing you in to, to do that role. Does that make it harder, do you think, do you, for you? Or, or, or is it easier in a way because you're not embedded in the company? I mean, do, so in other words, is resilience just as important in that external role? Yeah, I think, I think there's, two, there's two sides to the resilience, I think. I think there's, there's the, the actual client side, which is, you know, you do have to be very resilient because somebody's bringing you in as an expert into the business, you know, and a lot of the time it's, it's the owner or a, a, you know, senior member of the team who's bringing you in. So, you know, you have to show that resilience and that ability to handle the pressure of that, I think. And then there's, there's obviously the other side of being self-employed, especially during a pandemic, you know, I think you, uh, you have to certainly show that resilience during this time. Yeah, and of course, you started your business, um, according to your LinkedIn profile, at the beginning of this year. So so clearly not an auspicious start, given that, you know, we went into lockdown a couple of months into the year. That must have been quite tricky. Yeah, so I, I, I resigned in, uh, from my job in the end of January, So and I was on garden leave till the start of March. So yeah, so I, I, I kind of started right, right on the, the cusp of the, the pandemic. I mean, I've, I was sort of fortunate enough. I've I've been doing some work for a, a client in London who I've known for a long time, and you know that that work you know was always sort of penciled in to happen. So I mean, I was fortunate in that respect. But but yeah, I mean, it's it certainly certainly had to be to be very resilient and very um, adaptable. I think during this you know this time, you know, a lot of what I I'd planned planned to do uh, at the start, some of it I've had to kind of revisit and kind of change some of what I what I'm planning to do. So that has come around from the resilience, I think, from previous roles, you know, the ability to adapt and change and communicate that effectively, which I think you need to do in a, a leadership role as well as self-employment. Do you think being able to adapt and, and, and change and, and to use the current buzzword, pivot, are they all part of the resilience piece, as it were? Yeah, no, I think I think it has, I think it has to be, yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's... Everyone is, is having to adapt and change during this period, you know, whether you're a, a sole trader or whether you're a, a multi-million pound PLC. I mean, I think there's, you know, and, and, and all of that, you know, from large business to small needs resilience from one aspect or another. A lot of the time that has to come from the leadership team. You know, a lot of employees perhaps haven't been in that position, but they have to have that resilience to deal with that and to actually communicate effectively and make those those decisions that need to be made. You talked about that resilience has to come from the leadership team, which clearly it does, but presumably there's a there's a degree of that is about passing on those resilience skills to your team to equip them with with resilience and and uh, and so on. Do you think that's is that an important aspect of it too? I know I think I think it definitely is. You know, I've I've spent my career trying to surround myself with experts and people that that are actually stronger than me in certain areas because I think that is that is a key aspect to leadership is is surrounding you with people that you can trust and people that you think have got the capability to not only do their role but understand the resilience that that needs they need to show in that role. So yeah, no, I think I think it's definitely something that that leaders need to try and pass down. I think if if you try and contain that resilience yourself and try and manage that yourself without your team coming along, I think that's a very difficult process and I don't think it's really got any longevity to it. Now I know your business is relatively new but on the coaching side have you found that the that dealing with with leaders and helping to coach those leaders and, and presumably you know listening a lot to what they've got to say are you finding that you know resilience is a big part of what they're talking about as well or, or perhaps perhaps lack of resilience perhaps you need to help them to build that resilience I don't know yeah no I think I think half, half the challenge is the uncertainty and, and I think it's it's easy to be resilient when you've got certainty 
I think the the uncertainty comes around from, you know, not having control over, you know, what you're able to do or the environment you're you're operating in. So you know, I mean, a lot of the conversations I have with business owners now is, well, how do we try and mitigate some of that uncertainty? You know, how do we take the business online if it's not been online before? You know, how do we look at new opportunities, new markets to diversify what they're doing online to try and mitigate some of that risk? So yeah, no, I think it's. Every person deals with resilience, I think, in a different way. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the conversations I have is just how did how did they make the actual business more more resilient? And I think off the back of that, how does the how does the team respond and how do they become more resilient? You mentioned a second ago that you'd had to adapt and revisit some of your ideas over the current crisis, you know, during the pandemic. I wonder if you could give me some examples of some of the really challenging things that where you have had to adapt and change what you thought you would be doing when you started the business. Yeah, no, I think I think the the coaching side was was something that really wasn't on my radar when I started. You know, a lot of my experience kind of C suite level in, in big businesses, and prior to that, I had my own business for seven years. So essentially, in my moment, I was the the owner of, of that business as well. So the kind of easiest route for me was to go down that 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 route and kind of look at bigger businesses, look at the consulting side of things. But I think with with, with the timing. Of it, a lot of these businesses were having to adapt. You know, a lot of them were having to go through a furlough experience, which nobody had ever been through before. You know, and I, I think the, the focus wasn't wasn't particularly on the area that I specialise in. You know, especially the, the first couple of months. So yeah, I, I just I, I had to look at other areas as well, and some of that was looking at the, the kind of smaller businesses, and you know, a lot of people having to start businesses that hadn't had, you know had businesses before. Um, you know, helping to give them advice and coaching and, you know, try and pass on my experience of 16 years. I wonder if you could give me some examples of how you personally kind of reinforce your resilience, your 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 sustainability, if you like. I mean, do you, do you have things that you do every day, you know, uh, rituals or habits or things like that that help you to be a resilient person? To be honest, I think it's probably something I've I've battled with a, a lot bit from a personal perspective. You know, I, I was always very resilient from a a business and team perspective. You know, I would I would very often absorb a lot of the stress, anxiety, you know, anxiety side of things of, of these roles, and you know, put put a lot of you know the business needs and employees needs before mine. It's something I've I've become a lot better you know at the, the last few years, and I think that just comes with experience. You know, I think you you kind of always try and put yourself on, on the line and try and, in some cases, uh, you know, absorb a lot of that. So, I mean, I mean I've, I've started to almost sort of compartmentalise things from a day-to-day perspective because I think there's something I read recently where it was 11 million bits of information you absorb every, every minute, but, you know, you can only really process 40 bits of information at a time. So I think unless you can compartmentalise you know that process a, lo- a little bit. I think you've, you know, you str- kind of struggle to cope with a lot of it. And I think I think a, a lot of it is just you know I've tried to surround myself with people that I trust and team members that you know as you, as you said before, you know you, you can pass some of that accountability and some of that resilience onto. Because I think if you try and do it yourself, I think you know it's it's a, a bit of a slippery slope. I think it kind of always catches up with you at some point. Practical things, you know, I, I try not to look at my mobile phone before I, you know, have breakfast and things in the morning. I think it's very easy, so that's the first thing you do. You know, I got into a process in my last job of, of going to the gym every lunchtime. 
you know, I took I, I took a dedicated hour of lunch every every day, um, which I you know made a massive difference, and it, it actually impacted the team as well because they knew that they could take an hour's lunch. They weren't you know I wasn't expecting them to work through their lunch either. So I think half of it's leading by example. I think. Do you think the um you know the last six months or so you know since the COVID nineteen thing struck has that taught you anything? Do you think have you changed your mind about any aspect of business or leadership or your philosophy of business because of this, or has it just reinforced the things you already thought? No, I mean I think my mind my mindset's changed quite considerably during this process. You know I um. You know, I, I was always the, the person that was there working 10 hours a day, travelling a lot. And, you know, I wasn't very good at switching off. I would come home and, you know, I would, I would find it very difficult not to think about work. Whereas I've become a lot better at separating work from personal life, which I think is has actually made quite a big difference from a work perspective. You know, I've found, you know, I'm, I'm a lot more able to deal with stressful situations. I'm more able to... Um, to be more effective, I think, as well. I think it's just trying to find that balance. I think it's very easy to get caught up in this, you know, the lifestyle of, of working to the point where you've, you're you kind of ex- exhausted from that environment. And I, th- I think that's, you know, I speak to a lot of people now and, you know, a lot of people are looking for that balance, you know, whether they own a business or whether they, they work in a business. And I think, I think that's something that we're, we're going to see people strive for going forward, I think. And you've mentioned a couple of times now that connection that interconnection between business and personal and the fact that you know sometimes in the past perhaps you found that harder to to separate and and you're learning now to 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 do that more effectively so i wonder whether you think the sort of this issue of personal resilience as opposed to business resilience and whether the two can be separated or or, or whether you think you know in the end personal resilience is what gives you business resilience i think Overall, it does. You need the personal resilience to get into a position initially of having that business resilience. I think, I, th- I think you, I think you need to have that experience in these kind of roles to build up that, that resilience. I mean, I think if, I think very few people are, are born with with that resilience. I think I think it's something you are, you kind of build up over time. I mean, I, that certainly happened with me to the point where you know there's a lot of things that, you know, if if, if you thought if you thought about it, you know you. You probably couldn't compute, you know, the fact that the team I built at, at Lookers, you were kind of accountable for, you know, what, you know, billions of pounds of revenue. Um, you know, if you were to sit and think about that, then you would, you you know, you'd find that highly highly stressful. Whereas, you know, it's something when you're you're used to dealing in that environment, you kind of just got on with it. But I think I think the kind of personal side of things, I think it's just a you kind of need to make a conscious effort sometimes to to kind of separate. The business environment from your personal environment I think especially you know somebody like myself who had a business for seven years I think it's very you know and, and this is something I you know I empathize with a lot of business owners it's very difficult then to separate business from personal I think it's slightly easier when you're an employee but I've always struggled with that you know even when I was an employee I, I struggled to separate you know myself from the business as well as you know these podcasts have come out of the uh, Firestarter forums which have been running during the period of the lockdown and still continue to run and uh, I wonder whether you think that sort of thing is helpful as part of building that resilience and, and coping with these sorts of situations yeah no I, th- I think I think they definitely are I mean I think it's, it's especially as a as a business owner and you know somebody in a senior leadership position I think 
sometimes it can be quite a lonely environment. You know, you, you, everyone looks to you for leadership and guidance. And I think when you've got that opportunity to discuss things with your peers, I think that definitely does make a difference. You know, because a, a lot of people are going through the same the same things as you, which you know is is, is difficult to to sometimes visualise when you're in that. You know, you're in a business and you've got that responsibility. So I think yeah, it's certainly the the Firestarter. Um, forums I've, I've you know I've, I've found very very useful and I think I've been doing a lot of lot of networking as well and I've, I've just found the, the overall business community I think is becoming more resilient as a group together I think you know I think you know when I had my business previously you, you would have struggles you would have issues and it was almost a you fought yourself and you you know you tried to deal with it yourself whereas I think this time around I've certainly found the business community a lot more engaging, a lot more supportive, you know, a lot more of a collaborative approach. So yeah, these kind of forums I think are, are hugely valuable. Now one of the things that was discussed on the forums was was planning horizons and, and how you sort of look forward and plan during a crisis because clearly it's harder at the moment than, than probably ever has been for business because of the uncertainty and uh, caused by the pandemic not you know not to mention the b word which is sort of hanging around in the background as well so how do you deal with that with that issue of planning in uncertainty yeah no i think ultimately you need to you need to plan for what you know at this point you know i think there's you know there's a lot of things um, that businesses can work on to kind of reduce the the risk and reduce the the dependency on external factors you know i think some of the businesses i speak to just now you know haven't really exploited what their potential is online how they co- communicate with customers suppliers whether they've looked internationally to sell internationally whether it's services or goods yeah i've certainly found you know, I've, I've been speaking to quite a lot of people all over the world recently i, I think the world's become a much smaller place you know i think everyone's very concerned about brexit i've got those concerns as well but I think the international outlook, I think, is the, the pandemic's brought as a positive. You have been talking to potential clients in America, Amsterdam, Australia. Beforehand, it would probably have not been on my radar or not been a possibility. So I think I think there's certain things we can, we can control. I think they, what we need to try and be is, is try and be as flexible as we can. I mean, that's easier for some businesses than others. But I think with, the, with so much uncertainty around the pandemic and, as, as you mentioned, Brexit, I think there's, there's very little we can control on that. Graham, thank you very much for, for sharing your thoughts with us. Uh, you've been listening to the Resilient Leader podcast with my special guest, Graham Kerr of Graham Kerr Consulting, who's been sharing some of his leadership experience and resilience techniques with us. If you've enjoyed the podcast and found Graham's insight useful, then why not join us for one of the Fast Starter forums that we talked about? They're held online on the second Thursday of every month. They're completely free of charge. All you've got to do is register on the Fast Starter website at www.firestartersolutions.co.uk. We look forward to you joining us for our next podcast episode, but in the meantime, please subscribe and keep listening.